Two questions that I want to leave with you tonight at the end of the service. One question is found at the beginning of the Old Testament, the other at the beginning of the New. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 9, we have the Lord, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ, by the way, it's the Savior himself, the one who was born in Bethlehem. He is asking the question, and he says to Adam, where art thou? Where art thou? This is one of the first questions in the Old Testament scriptures. Where art thou? Spoken to Adam. How do we know that it was the Lord Jesus who was there in Genesis chapter 3 at the time of creation? Well, If you have your Bible there, you notice in verse 8 of Genesis that it tells us that he was walking, walking. So this is not some airy-fairy spirit being, spirit creature in the Garden of Eden who speaks and asks this question to Adam. No, it's someone who can walk, and uh, it has to be a person to be able to walk. And this person is the Lord Jesus You see, this is known as a Christophany, a Christophany. The Lord Jesus appearing in the pages of the Old Testament before he was born in Bethlehem. And he's walking in the garden. And it says that it was the cool of the day. He walked in the cool of the day. What time of day is that? Well, it's the evening time. It's evening now. In our service, could it be that there's someone here who is not right with the Lord and he's saying to you tonight, where art thou? He's asking you this question. As we begin this Advent season, as we, as we begin to make the journey to Bethlehem stable, can you not hear the question coming from the lips of the risen Lord Jesus, where art thou? Are you saved? Is that where you are tonight? Or are you lost? Is that where you are tonight? If you're lost, Jesus invites you to come to himself tonight. If you've strayed, if 2021 has been a year when you've wandered from the right path, you can come back to the right path tonight. And you don't even have to wait until the end of the meeting. You can do it as you sit there, right where you are. Just pray in your heart to the Savior and just answer this question tonight. Where art thou? And just say, Lord Jesus, the one who went to the manger, the one who went to the cross, the one who rose from the dead, the one who's coming back again someday. Lord Jesus, my life is a mess. I'm lost. I need you, I need you to perform a miracle in my life. I want to tell you, dear friends, that Jesus is the one who can perform the miracle that you're looking for. He's the only one. I can't do that. I can't uh, clear up the mess that your life is in, but the Messiah can. Hallelujah, there's a Messiah for the mess. A seeking Savior. 
You see, that's exactly what we find. That's exactly what we have in Genesis chapter 3. We have a a saviour seeking sinners. A saviour seeking sinners. Adam and Eve are the two sinners. They've broken God's law. God's rules. That's what it means to be a sinner. Sin is the transgression of the law. Adam and Eve transgressed the law of God, and it was a very gracious law at that. The Lord said, here, you can have all the trees in the garden, all the trees throughout Eden. Enjoy all the luscious fruit on all the trees, but there's just one little tree, and it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's my only condition, that you don't touch that tree. And the Lord didn't say that to be a spoil sport. So many people today in our world think that the Lord Jesus is some kind of cosmic killjoy who wants to ruin our lives. But that's just not true. The Lord Jesus told Adam and Eve, don't eat of the tree because he didn't want them to hurt themselves. That's always why the Lord gives laws and regulations because he knows what's good for us and he doesn't want us to harm ourselves. But of course Adam and Eve, they ignored this law of God and they broke it and ate from the tree and they became sinners. wonder am I speaking to someone tonight? You have eaten forbidden fruit. Something that the Bible says that you should not be involved in, but you've taken that forbidden fruit and you've you've broken the law of God. I'm not here with a big stick tonight, but I'm here to tell you of a Savior who can transform your life. Because he takes broken people, broken lives, And he can do amazing things with them. Pick up the broken pieces and bring them to the Lord. Isn't that what the little chorus says? That's all we have to do tonight. At the beginning of this Advent season, our lives may be broken, shattered to pieces. But the Lord Jesus just says, just just gather together those broken pieces and just bring them to me. And he'll do the rest. You know, this is a very personal question in Genesis chapter 3. Where art thou? That word thou, it, it's speaking to the individual. It's personal. The Lord Jesus asks us tonight, where art thou? He's speaking to you individually. He's shining the searchlight on your life. Because he wants to save you, he wants to restore you, restore you, he wants to give you hope. You know how it is when you go to the doctor and you tell the doctor that you, oh, you don't feel great, I've, I've had a cough or I've, oh, I've just been under the weather and just haven't felt well and just all blocked up and my chest's not good. And, and then the doctor takes out the wee, you know the wee, the wee light, puts it into your ear, got the light. To um, see what the problem is. Because he wants to cure you. I want to tell you about the great physician tonight. 
the Lord Jesus. I want to tell you tonight, he's a physician, he's a doctor who does no harm. Isn't that what the, doc- the doctors take the oath? Do no harm. Well, I tell you, this heavenly doctor, he does no harm. He's the one who heals the soul. Hallelujah, can heal the body. Yes, he can heal the body. We believe in divine healing. If you need physical healing, we'll pray for you. You come forward, make your, your need known. We'll pray for, for you. The Lord is able to heal, but he's, he's able to heal the soul, which is most important. Blessed be his name. And here is this personal inquiry tonight coming from the lovely Lord Jesus. Where art thou? This question at the beginning of the Bible. And we have a Savior seeking sinners. The wonderful Lord Jesus, the Savior. He's seeking Adam and Eve. And he's seeking you tonight. Do you know what I find very sad in in Genesis chapter 3? is that Adam and Eve ran from him. Why would anybody run from the Lord Jesus? Can you explain that one to me? I can't work it out. He's so gracious. He's so tender. He's so merciful. But yet we find these two sinners and they're running from him. Is that not the case today that when people hear the gospel nine out of ten times, they still run from him? How sad. Sons of men, why will ye scatter like a crowd of frightened sheep? Foolish hearts, why will ye wander from a love so true and deep? Don't run from him any longer tonight. But come to him. Cast your poor soul at the Savior's feet. You know, this is a very foolish thing that they did, wasn't it, Adam and Eve? You know, sin, sin causes people to do, to do very, very strange things. When you're unconverted, you're lost, you're, you're out of Christ, you, 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 you tend to do the most idiotic things because this is so idiotic here. These two people think they can hide from God. But you see, that, that's an utter impossibility. You cannot hide from God. Far better to hide in God. Don't we love to sing it? Hiding in thee. Hiding in thee, thou blessed rock of ages, I'm hiding in thee. Are you hiding in him tonight? It's good at this particular juncture in human history when this world... So uh, somebody sent, we got a Christmas card the other day, and this is what they said. Hope you're keeping well in this crazy world, in the, at this crazy time. I think that just summed it up very well. But isn't it good to be hiding in the Lord Jesus at this crazy time in the world's history? So here at the beginning of the Old Testament, we have a Savior seeking sinners. But then we come over to the New Testament, to Matthew's Gospel, and we have sinners seeking a Savior. It's the other way around now. Sinners seeking a Savior. 
In Matthew chapter 2 and verse 2, here's the second question tonight. And it's not, where art thou? Here's the question, where is he? This is the question that comes from the lips of the wise men. We don't know if there was three of them. There might have been three. We don't know. I'm not going to get into an argument with anybody tonight about how many wise men there were. But the wise men came and, and they asked this question. Where is he? Back in the Old Testament, the Lord Jesus asked the question, Where art thou? Adam and Eve, where art thou? But here's the wise men seeking the Savior, and they're saying, Where is he? Where is he? We want to find him. We've traveled all these miles to to get to him, and we're not going to turn back now. I wonder if there's someone who has come tonight into the service and you've come with the attitude, I'm going to seek Christ tonight. We're going to find him tonight. I'm not going to say no anymore. I'm going to come to him tonight. That would be wonderful. It would be wonderful if you were to be like the wise man seeking a savior. Would you not seek the Lord tonight? Would you not seek him while you may be found? Call upon him while he is near? Sinners seeking a savior. This is the first question in the New Testament, by the way. The the very first question in the New Testament. And it's a good question. Where is he? Other people asked that question too, or similar questions. Other people were like the wise men. They had a desire to find the Savior. Think about Job in the Old Testament. Do you remember Job said, Oh, that I knew where I might find him. Job wanted to find the Savior. Remember Zacchaeus? Don't we love the story of Zacchaeus? The little man who became big, as it were, big spiritually. And he climbed the tree. And it tells us in that passage in Luke chapter 19 that he sought to see Jesus. He sought to see Jesus. He was a sinner seeking a Savior. Job, Zacchaeus. Then you remember in John chapter 12, you remember those Greeks, that's what they're called, that's the scripture refers to them, but it just means Gentiles, they were non-Jews, and they came uh, to seek Jesus, and do you know what they said? We would see Jesus, we would see Jesus. I tell you, that's what the church in this day and generation needs to see. That's the person we need to see again, is Jesus. Job, Zacchaeus, the the Greeks, the wise men, sinners seeking a savior. Where is he? I want to tell you tonight that he's at the right hand of God. That he lives. He's alive. And he's coming back again because this world upon which his blood was shed 2,000 years ago belongs to him. And he is not going to let this planet where his blood fell on the ground at Calvary. He's not going to let it always remain in the devil's hands. No, he's coming back someday to claim this earth because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he is the great creator of it and he's coming back to reclaim what is rightfully his. 
Will you be ready for that day? If you're not ready, you can get ready tonight. And I want to tell you, this will be the best Christmas you've ever had. It will, honestly. He's up in heaven. Where is he? He's, he's at God's right hand tonight, risen, exalted, magnified, worshipped by all the hosts of heaven. If only we could go to heaven for a few moments tonight and hear the, the anthems and hear how they worship him. It, I tell you, friends, it would, it would radically change our worship of him. It would transform our worship. But let me ask that question again. Where is he? Let me answer it. He's here tonight. He's here tonight. Ah, but I don't see him. Is that what you're saying? How can he be here? I don't see him. I see other people sitting in the pews tonight. But I don't see Jesus. Well, tell me, um, when the wind blows, can you see the wind? But of course you can't see it. But you wouldn't for a moment say, the wind's not there. Because it is there, and we've heard it this past week. And there's been storms blowing. And was it Storm Arwen last weekend? And I think we kind of got Storm Arwen for most of the week too. All around us here tonight, we have oxygen. And when we go out tonight into the fresh air, there'll be, there'll be plenty of it out there too. There's oxygen all around us tonight. But, but, but um, uh, nobody would say, oh, well, because I can't see it, it's not here. There's no oxygen in this building. I can't see the oxygen out there when I go for a walk, so it, it mustn't be there. We all know that it is there, even though we can't see it. Dear friends, I want to tell you that even though we can't see him tonight... The wonderful, lovely Lord Jesus is here. He's right here in this building. He's in the building tonight. By his spirit. The one who represents him on earth. The one who must control everything that takes place in the church, by the way. For he is the vicar of Christ upon earth. And Jesus is here tonight. And so to answer the question of the wise man, where is he? He's right here tonight. And he's here to meet with you. And he's here to minister to you in grace and love and mercy. Whatever your need is tonight, I want to tell you he can meet it. So back there at the beginning of time, you, you, you've, got, you've got the Savior-seeking sinners and then over at the start of the New Testament, that first Christmas, you've got sinners seeking the Savior. And where you have a seeking Savior and a seeking sinner, they will inevitably meet. The two shall inevitably meet. And here's where they meet. They meet at the cross. You know how it is when you've got a crossroads and two people are coming. One person's coming this way and the other one's coming that way and at the cross they meet. And that's always the place where the Lord Jesus meets poor sinners. It's at the cross, the rugged cross that Amy 
reminded us tonight, you see the one who was in the manger was the one who went to the cross. That's what it was all about. And that's where he wants to meet you tonight. And he wants to cleanse you in his precious blood. We're going to turn to another lovely carol as we finish tonight. It's 135, 135. As with gladness manifold did the guiding star behold, as with joy they hailed its light, leading onward, beaming bright, so most gracious Lord may we evermore be led to thee. 135 Uh, And we're standing again, please, as we sing. Let's stand. (laughs) 